Hello, and welcome to All-in-One Dallas Sports. My name is Matt Grimes, and I'm with my co-host, Jake Riding. Today, we're going to be discussing the Dallas Mavericks' thrilling win over the Clippers in Game 5, and follow that with a little bit of bet talk. So we're going to start this pod off with a little bit of bet talk. So me and Mac have found some recent success. Overall in our plays of the day, we are 9-3-2. That's nine wins, three losses, two pushes. And our parlays, we're 3-2 and two in our parlays. And we got a juicy one for you today. Mac's going to tell you in a second. But my play of the day is... Nuggets Blazers over 227 and a half. It's Denver's up 3-2 in the series. It's at the game is at Portland. A Dame home game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game and it's a closeout game too. It's winner winner go home for the Blazers. So, I got that game going over 227 and a half points. For my play of the day, uh, I am once again riding the Lakers, um, even though that proved to be the worst decision. Bold. Uh, yeah, when they have fun up by 30. I'm taking Lakers minus one first quarter. It's minus 115. Um, they're still the defending champs. Um, maybe AD plays, maybe he doesn't, but definitely at home. Role players always play better at home. I expect them to come out strong in the first quarter. I wouldn't take him full game. I'm just taking him first quarter. Um, with that being said, I'm going to get into the parlay. It is a player prop parlay. Um, it is plus 388. So not as juicy as the ones we've had, but still 10 bucks for 38 bucks. Yeah. Um, quick cash. Yeah. We have Dame's threes over 4.5, which is minus 155. Dennis Schroeder over 14.5 points, which is minus 110. He had a zero bomb last game, so... Expect him to bounce back. And Jokic over 1.53s, which is minus 180. So we're hoping uh, these player props hits and we can make you some more free money. Yeah. A little short one today. Not too many games going on. But what we really want to talk about today is our Dallas Mavericks, man. It's our Dallas Mavericks. What a game. Luka Doncic. I mean, if you have social media, you already know what he did. Just went crazy on him. He does he's not incredible. like him, man. He's incredible. He scored or assisted on. So he created 31 out of the 37 field goals that the Dallas Mavericks made. Which is 83.8% of the team's baskets, which is the highest in NBA postseason history. The only three players in the NBA to ever do 80-plus are Luca and give me two more. Take your guesses. I'm going to say LeBron. LeBron, yep, that's correct. And I'm going to say MJ or James Harden. Mm-mm. AI. AI. Ah, okay. Yeah, I could see that. He's carrying that Philly team. Yeah. He just, he willed this team to win. Like the first three quarters, he had 40 points. Oh, uh, it's just domination should have had 50 but he struggled a little in the fourth but that's why basketball is a team sport 
exactly. our role, role guys. You know, Tim came up huge at the end. Dwight played a great game. So Luca got us through three quarters, and then the rest of the guys were able to push him up, push us over the edge. It yeah, was a great game. It was a great, and it was a very low-scoring game. Mm-hmm. We actually had uh, our bet of the day. One of the bet of the days yesterday was the Mavs over 105 points. We thought that was a lock, but they ended up scoring 105, so it pushed. With a little backdoor, little backdoor cover by Jay Rich <laughs> at the free throw line. <laughs> I will say, though, um, our defensive rating last game, best it has been at 107.6. Um, first time they haven't the Clippers haven't had an offensive rating of over 110. And, yeah, I think, yeah, let's just get into the adjustments that we made and why that was the case. Yeah, so, I mean, right off the start, we saw a different starting lineup. Boban. Boban got the start. And, obviously, you don't want Boban getting into those situations with Kawhi, Paul, you know, any one of their starters, really, because they – the Clippers played a small lineup. You know, you don't want Boban getting tied up in screens and getting isoed on the perimeter. So the Mavs ended up running his zone defense. Mm-hmm. And it, it worked. I mean, it, I wouldn't say it worked well because they got a lot of open shots and they just didn't hit shots, but it also worked in the fact that it threw Kawhi Leonard off his rhythm. And that mm-hmm. was the, seemed like the whole reason we did it was to throw Kawhi off, not let him and PG get to the basket. Yeah sort of making other guys step up and shoot it. You know, like Reggie Jackson had a great game. Honestly, he was six for twelve from three. Um hopefully we don't see that again. But, but yeah, also Morris, I'll Morrison. live and die with Reggie Jackson. Jack yeah. like, the crazy part is is he shot more than Paul George. Really? Yeah. He took sixteen shots, Paul George took fifteen, Kawhi took nineteen, Marcus Morris took thirteen. Normally Kawhi and PG are taking 20-something shots. So we mm-hmm. definitely limited Kawhi and PG throughout the game. Just the different matchups we were giving them. We played some great defense. Like, Paul George was still plus 17 in this game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like... He yeah, played he, he played like, well. He, he's played well all these playoffs. I'll say that. Like, th- he has some lapses, but he had 23, 10-6 on... 46% from the field and 43% from three. Yeah, he's he is playing well. I think he's kind of, you know, we were criticizing him earlier on some of our pods. But, you know, he's playing solid. He's not he's not game-breaking, but he's yeah. contributing. He's, exactly. You know, when he was on the floor, they were winning. What really cost them was their – Kawhi and their bench guys. They got nothing out of their bench, really. I mean, Terrence Mann played fine. He Zubots played okay, but I mean, Rondo and Zubots were both minus 19. Rondo was pitiful. 0 for 6, 0 for 3 from 3 with an air ball. And minus 19. Yeah. Minus 19. That's yeah. Kawhi was minus 8. Also, if saw this on StatMuse. It's a great website to look up stats, um, for those who didn't know. If Zubac plays over 18 minutes, the Mavs have won every single game this series. And Get him we, out there. We forced. Like, we are forcing them to play Zubac because 
We have a seven foot four starting center last game and a seven foot three starting power forward. It's yeah. the biggest postseason lineup, second biggest postseason lineup in the last forty years. The only bigger one was the Mavs in two thousand three. Was that? That was probably with Sean Bradley. Dirk Michael Finley was a shooting guard that game. Mm. Nash, <laughs> Nash would have been there. And it was maybe Nash Finley. Not Stackhouse. I've, it's, it, I don't even know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure that out. But, yeah, we'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, and starting Bobon was, it wasn't only for, you know, for giggles. It was to get Zubots out there and, mm-hmm. you know, for a lot of other things. Make other guys step up. Get Zubots out there. Throw some quick hitters to Bobon because that's what Bobon's good for. Get him in there for five minutes. He'll get you six points and four rebounds and take him out. You know, if he's in there for a while, they're going to figure him out. They're going to adjust. He's going to get tired. He's he's not a marathon runner. You know, he's seven foot four. It's hard to move yeah. around like that. But yeah, just a great move starting Bobon. I'd also say KP, if we're, if we're okay with switching it from Bobon. His box score wasn't eye-catching, but he would, like Rick Carlisle praised him. The first thing Rick Carlisle said out of the press about any player was about how KP was patient, how he adjusted to the role he has, at least for like this series. Um, and he even said that his shot was the biggest shot of the year, which if you think about the way the rest of the game played out, we were up 101-91 after KP hit that corner three. That was a huge shot, man. They came back and it was 101 100. So, like, without that shot, if things went the same way as they did for the Clippers on offense, we're down. I mean, we just, our role players stepped up in the clutch with Tim's big shot, then KP's big shot, Tim's free throws, and then Jay Rich, who played six minutes, comes in on the last, with like eight seconds left on the defensive possession, comes in. Kawhi airballs a three, um, which Dodo played great D on. And then Jay Rich gets the rebound and he hits the two free throws. Like he's mm. had free throws, clutch free throws in game two and now game five. And he's just accepted his role that he's not seen the court as much. He started the whole year, you know? Yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy to think about, but Yeah, he's just it's tough to get going offensively when especially when there's such a drastic change to your minutes, but you know, he's just not playing much, and it's it's just a matchup thing. It's not the best series for him. He's a taller guard, but his matchup would, you know, because we need, we need Luka out there. Yeah, it, and it's also like his he's got decent defense. Mm-hmm. It's just when he touches the ball on offense, it just seems like he doesn't yeah, know he's, what he's doing, and he just takes out whatever whatever's rolling, he seems to mess up. He had that. He had a bad, bad air ball. Yeah, he tried to pull up. Uh, that was yeah. He it he was got, about four feet short. He got taken out immediately after that. Because yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> our <laughs> offensive rating with Luca on the floor was about one twenty five, so about one hundred twenty five points per one hundred possessions. When Luca was off of the floor. Our offensive rating 
was 36. Not 136. 36. 36. <laughs> Dude, that's just... <laughs> that, I don't know the stats behind it, but that's got to be one like the, of the... That's got to be like a LeBron 2005 Cleveland type of stat. I don't even know if it's that dramatic. Or maybe like a LeBron... Um, 2015 finals, no Kyrie, no K-Love. Yeah. Like Matthew Dillon <laughs> was your second best player. I'm sure that offensive rating was higher. So. Yeah, it had to be. It had to be. I mean, that's that's not that's not to criticize our guys, but, you know, Josh. It was a, a one-man wrecking crew last night. Yeah. Until and the fourth quarter. Until the fourth, exactly. And I'm sure that number was higher in the fourth. But man, yeah. when I saw that stat, wow! Because <clears throat> I mean, yeah, off of our off of our bench, you know, Jalen didn't get too many minutes. I also think this series is a tough matchup for him. You yeah, know, kind of kind of how we saw Seth last year. Like Seth was such a potent offensive weapon, but when Kawhi was switching on to him, and you know, they were just getting easy buckets on him. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we we need Luca out there. Um, I thought three stars of the game. Three stars of the game for me. Luca, Dwight Powell, and Dorian Finney Smith. Couldn't agree more. Um, Dwight Powell was plus seventeen and six minutes in the third quarter. He was just so active on the glass. He finished, I think, with eight and seven. Um, in 21 minutes, and he played more with the seven rebounds. Three of them were offensive, so he was definitely hitting the glass hard. Um, I know he got one rebound, kicked it out to Hardaway, and we got a three. And mm-hmm. he had like no business getting the rebound. He flew by Zoo, um, four Clippers in the area, and he just went up and got it. I think if you go check out our Twitter, you'll be able to find that picture. <laughs> yep. Um, but he played 21 minutes tonight. He totaled 18 minutes in the previous four games. And that's what make that's why we love Dwight so much. He is just he is a pro. He is a pure yeah. pro. He's the he definition knows, of a professional athlete. He I think he's the best leader on our team in terms of experience and everything. I think sometimes Luca takes himself out of the game in his head and just his body language and stuff. I think that affects everybody. But, I mean, just use this game for Dwight, man. I mean, ha- barely played at all this series. And when his number was called, he's ready. Man, he just he played his butt off. He was trying to get every rebound. Mm-hmm. He got that put back when um, I think Luka came out the first time. He had that put back dunk that just energized the team, got everyone going, got that rebound, like you said, hit that Tim three. He was awesome. He was great. Um, I also think Willie played well in the minutes he got. Yeah, um, I thought he, I thought he should have got more minutes, honestly. Yeah, I thought he had, so too. He had like a steal, a block, maybe I, a I, dunk. I will say he took five fouls five in the first minute and a half. He was on the floor. They didn't call five fouls, but he took <laughs> five fouls in the first minute and a half to touch the court. Um, but yeah, it was a. With the fouls being said, just because – I want to go back. Just because Boban is 7'4", doesn't mean he can get hit in the face 
Yeah, and they they Bill were Mullen. missing a lot. They were missing a lot on him. Yeah, I think it went both ways. You know, like Luca shot three free throws, Kawhi shot six, so it could like the rest went both ways. But there's just a lot of it seemed missed calls. But in the second half, the Mavs figured out like we're not getting calls. They're letting both teams play tonight, mm-hmm. and that was apparent with Dorian Finney-Smith. He got five steals tonight. Um, Let's talk about Dorian. Yeah. What a game. Uh, dude, he played great. <laughs> the best defensive game I've ever seen him play. Yeah. And he was two for nine from the field. Um, he Two of his shots were threes that he made. And you didn't even need him to be good because his defense was so good. So, if, so you had, if you had to guess, obviously the highest plus minus on the team would be Luca, plus 15. But Dorian... Dorian is his running mate, man. Dorian plays so well with Luca. Plus fourteen, plus fourteen while going two for nine from the field. Yeah, you know, he's he's just that type of guy too. He's a great leader. Filled up the box, you know, like in yeah. two offensive rebounds, two defensive rebounds, two dimes, five steals, a block, took two fouls, played over forty minutes. He was awesome. He he changed that game. He got he had a couple turnovers, not turnovers, but cost some turnovers for the Clippers late. Like he, uh, I think Kawhi was driving down and probably would have got an easy layup, but Dorian stuck his hands in there, got the ball out. We came down, scored. Um, no, he was he he was awesome. Man, I can't say that enough. Hmm. Kawhi PG accounted for nine turnovers. How many turnovers did the Mavs have? Top of your Less head. Less than nine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eight. Like, that's just crazy. Like, we're f- we forced the best two players into uncomfortable situations on the Clippers, um, especially with Dodo. And we talked about how Dodo can't guard Kawhi down low. And that wasn't an issue because every time Kawhi tried to post up, we s- sent a double. Um, we yep. just didn't let him get comfortable. And that showed he was like seven for 19. And you can accredit a lot of that to Dorian Finney Smith. Yeah, he, I think last pod we were saying uh, you can't put Dodo on Kawhi. Scratch it from the record. Um, yeah. If you, you know, send a double in the paint in the post, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't play Dodo on Kawhi the whole game. I think the feel of game three and game four, the two games that we lost, it just kind of felt like. Kawhi, Kawhi, I mean, he was. He was just a world breaker. He was killing us. He was, I swear, he was 90% from the field. And it just seemed like we couldn't do anything. It seemed like he was getting all the switches and isos that he wanted. But we gave him so many different looks this game. And I, that zone threw him off. You know, Boban clogging the lineup. I think I saw him deter Kawhi from going to the rim like five times. Yeah. And they went at him a couple of times. Paul George went at Boban and was successful. But, uh, Dude, yeah, we were giving Kawhi that, fits. That stretch in the third quarter was the difference in the game. Yeah. that It was – it all started with PG pushing off Tim Hardaway. They called an offensive foul. Paul George had four fouls at that point. He went to the bench, mm-hmm. and we closed that third quarter. 
it was just like that was when Dwight Powell was plus seventeen. Um, yeah, dude, we outscored him in the third, thirty-three to twenty-one. That's how you win. Thirty-three to twenty-one. That's how you win a game. That was the win right there. Yep. And like in those minutes, Boban was minus five. Like they had figured out kind of how to deal with Boban at that point. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter because we're a deep team. A team is 15 players plus two two-way players. It's not just one guy. And we had guys, our bigs especially, being able to step up. And I thought it was insane how we stayed big the entire game besides their last-second shot, which obviously you're not going to stay big. You're going to put your best defenders on the court. But we stayed big the entire game when they stayed small. Mm-hmm. you know. And like we still found success, um, which I thought was just like a great – it's just a yeah. great team win. Like, there's nothing more to say. And I love that game because all of our bigs got some love. I wish, I really do wish Willie played a little more, but, you know, ended up working out. I think Dwight did have a better game than Willie, but. Yeah, but I would have taken some Willie minutes over Boban's second half minutes. Right. The, I, I, think... I wouldn't have taken out for Dwight Powell because I thought Dwight Powell. He's a player in himself. Like he plays so differently than. Mm-hmm. Um, and even a uh, Dwight and Maxi both had five fouls in that game. So. Yeah. Also, Marcus Morris. Let me just add this. It's a Bush League player. Oh I'd man. That that box out he tried to do. He knew what he was doing. Oh yeah. He just hit him in the face. And I'm I'm kind of. I'm glad they called a flagrant one and looked at it because if Maxi <clears> didn't push him, it would have been a non-call. Yeah, it would have been nothing. And. During the live broadcast of that game, uh, whenever Grant Hill and Kevin Harlan were talking about it, they were kind of like, oh, we don't really you don't see much there. Maybe something happened the play before or a few possessions before. It was almost like the replay team refused to show it. I mean, Marcus Morris threw his left elbow up into Maxie's high chest neck area, like swung yeah. it like he was yeah. like swung it like <laughs> Ron Artest. Box out. You don't box out like that. You don't box out yeah. at the head. You box out the body. You remember when head. Ron Artest, when James Harden was on the Thunder, when Ron Artest swung his elbow and hit yeah. James Harden? That's what it looked like, but he hit him in the chest, neck yeah. area. It's like dirty, man. That's, yeah. He's, and then Maxi shoved him. You know, Maxi's about that. Maxi's from Germany. <laughs> yeah. Not afraid of Marcus Morris. Yeah. And, yeah. like, he's just, he embodies so much of what the Mavs are mm-hmm. like even going back to game one when they had that Kawhi had that phenomenal dunk on him like I don't know if I could name any many players on the Clippers that are taking a three on one and that is going to rise up and contest like if it was I'm trying to think because we don't really have anybody uber athletic Luke <laughs> But yeah, and like since then, he hasn't let anybody bully him. No, he's not yeah. afraid. He doesn't care about being put on Instagram on house highlights or anything like that. You know, he's there to play basketball. He's there to win. Yep. He's there to contribute. You know, Maxie's a gamer. Yeah, absolutely. They, uh, I was kind of disappointed in the way we closed that game. Yeah, it was. Kind of reminiscent of last year. Yeah, and like... Close games out. Luca immediately said he played awful in the fourth. 
mm-hmm. which you look at his entire game, you're like, Luca played incredible overall. But if you wanted to digest each quarter, he did have a couple mental lapses in the fourth, um, a couple turnovers in the fourth. Um, but that's expected. He, I'm not taking anything away from his game because he's literally the reason we won. Like, that was the best performance I've seen him put on, arguably, maybe game four because he had less talent and mm-hmm. he had 42, 13, and 17 and a game winner. But you also have to think he had 42 that game and we scored 133 last year in the bubble. He had 42 and we scored 105. Yeah, that's crazy. And like we said earlier, how many of those points he created directly himself? You know, eighty-four percent. Crazy. It's just incredible game. Um, but yeah, I think it showed a lot. Like the Clippers in the fourth, Paul George had two straight turnovers. I thought their pl- the lack of playmaking was very apparent in that mm-hmm. game. Um, they had Paul George had two straight turnovers and then missed a shot. And in that run, we Tim Hardaway Jr. hit his three and KP hit his three. And we built the lead. And then our two bigs, KP and Dwight Powell, had some costly plays on defense. Uh, Marcus Morris had the ball kind of on the wing, faked it to the corner. KP didn't know Luka was there. Like There are some lapses where you could tell that Mm-hmm. We don't always communicate on defense. Um, and then Dwight Powell had a weak foul on Kawhi um, on the end one, just kind of slapped at the ball. And I'm telling you, the end of that game took weeks off my life. I would <laughs> die a month before I was supposed to because of this game. Uh, that was, yeah. Whenever it was 100-101, that's yeah. when I was nervous. I mean, yeah. I thought... Yeah, I was like, oh, like I'm just I'm waiting for this Kawhi game winner. I'm waiting for this, you know, Marcus Morris corner three like last year. But when it's all said and done, they came out and they closed it. And Tim uh, hit hit a huge three on Paul George too, deep three, like five, four or five feet behind the line. So him and KP both came up. Huge at the three-point line there at the end of the yeah. game. Tim also had some clutch free throws to make it 103-100, mm-hmm. um, which I'm glad he got the ball, if that makes sense. Yeah, I didn't. Exactly. I'd take him or KP, but I did not want Luke at the free throw line. No. <laughs> Just, as- he, he, sh- he shot two for three tonight, and the only one he missed was an and one. Um, so no fault there. He, he got the points. Um, the and one was just extra. Um, but yeah, I'm glad we had Tim out there and Tim got the board and got the foul. Yeah, dude, Tim played over 45 minutes this game. And, Most on the team. Luca yeah. only was 42 and a half. Yeah, and I think Luca was able to play 42 and a half because of the reviews that took like 10 minutes real time. Mm-hmm. Like they had so many reviews. Um, so many first quarter timeouts, which allowed him to play the whole first quarter because he normally doesn't play the whole first quarter. Um, so yeah, it was a great team win. Um, one thing I'd like to say, I was surprised that last possession for the Clippers, they didn't set anything up. The shot clock was off. The shot clock was off at that point. They could have just held the ball 
got it to PG or Kawhi and said, all right, we're going to go to OT. They're going to hit this shot. We're going to go to OT. And Paul George upped it to Terrence Mann, who had a great game on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, hit some tough layups on Dwight Powell. I mean, like one or two. Um, I think he, he took that foul on Boban, too. Yeah. That was a... Yeah, that was that was a stupid foul. It, it's the difference of a dude being seven four and six five, and yeah, he's literally his... Just moving his arms to the basket. It wasn't like he maliciously like you could tell that yeah. he's going with the elbow. He literally just turned his body and was holding the ball at his head. His um, arm hit him in the face, but that's because his he's a foot taller than him. Yeah, um, and then I would also say yeah that last possession. Let me get back to this. Um, they got it down to Terrence Mann. He drove the paint. He had a layup. Oh, um, I know. He, and, and he decided to pass out of it. And it's because they haven't instilled the confidence that like he can do that. Anybody on the Mavs would yeah, probably take that layup, especially these starters. Um, I'd say maybe besides Maxi, But Maxie's not putting the ball on the floor and getting to the rack. Yeah. Either, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, then he passes it. Batum, Batum missed, got his board, missed again. And, yeah, at that point I was like, what are the Clippers doing? Mm-hmm. Like, Kawhi and PG just weren't involved on that. Like, three shots, one – or not three shots, two shots, but both from Batum and Terrence Mann took it to the rack. Mm-hmm. Like, Kawhi didn't even touch the ball. Um, so he's I don't supposed know. to be their guy. Yeah, he's supposed to be the go-to. Luka doesn't let that – Luka's at least touching it. Oh, yeah, Luka is running to the ball. Yeah, like if – but if anybody in the Mavs missed that shot – Got the offensive rebound. We're immediately finding Luca. Yeah, so, and, sorry, our bad on that. That's, that's not for selfish reasons or anything. It's obvious. Yeah, yep. Luca's the best player in the Mavs. He's the top three player in the league at his best. So yeah, we're gonna get that guy the ball, and he's gonna do the work for us. Yeah, it's that should that's what Kawhi and to his. In all fairness, he he did that the last two games. You know, Kawhi was dominant, but yes, to pass it up like that, you know, should yeah. happen. Um, yeah, dude, game six back in the AAC. Um, yes, hopefully kinda, the first home game win of the series for either team. Yeah, and I will say, like, maybe we were just too comfortable at home because you you can't really look at game four, you know, because Luca was hurt. That was a dud. And it was apparent. Mm-hmm. And game three was a close game. So hopefully we can close it out at home. But they were talking about how on the post game, Kenny Smith, because he was on the 1995 Rockets, who played the Spurs. And that was the only other series that first teams had always, or the away team won the first five games of the series. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, once they got back home, they realized, like, look, we got to play with the mentality we play on the road. Because if not, we're going to lose this series. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to do it. So I'm hoping the match with the same mindset. We can come in, um, dominate from the start. Like, I'd love an all-around <clears throat> team victory that a uh, no sweat that we win by, like, 15 points and move on to the second round. Definitely. And I think with, with Rick, Luca, Dwight, I say even Tim and Dorian, I think they're mature enough to handle and have the mental capacity to understand how important this game is and how much how important it is to win this game at home. Because also 
if you do win this game, you can go into the next series with some confidence. You know, we got we got to win at home. We beat them three times away. Yep. That would just cap off an amazing series. And I think it like bodes so well or bodes so well with us winning on the road because if we do win this series, we'll be playing the number one team mm-hmm. in the NBA um, in the regular season. And first, we'll be we'll be playing four games on the road. So I think it's I like that we've proven we can win on the road. And that we just now need to prove that we can win at home because I don't want to just be taking care of business on the road. I want to take mm-hmm. care of business on the road and at home. Um, and, you know, maybe J.J. Reddick comes back. You know, he was ruled out for this series. Maybe True. he comes back. Um, but even with that trade, I think just his veteran leadership, like James Johnson, yeah, would probably get some minutes at some point. Over, I wish because, I wish Marcus Morris elbowed James Johnson like that. Yeah, because James, James Johnson. He would be judo kicked into the stands. <laughs> <laughs> but I think his veteran leadership has helped Tim become the guy Tim has this year. Because Definitely. like if you go back and listen to their pod that they did together on JJ's uh, podcast, um, he talked about how like Reddick's helped him a ton this year, like get more confidence and you know not have the same slumps that he has had you know like because in pre like before this year tim hardaway jr in the rotation was almost out of the question like Mm -hmm. he wouldn't be a part of the rotation and now he is a literally leading minute holder for the maps in game five yeah dude tim i mean he's just been on tear Mm -hmm. he he, he was 6 for 19 this last game. He t- he forced a little, but he was still at 20. He had all his free throws, and those free throws are what won us the game. Yeah. You know, if he misses one of those free throws, we're up two. You know, Clippers can get a layup now and send it to OT or tie it up. Mm-hmm. But going up three, you know, they got it at three now. So. Yeah, just to send it to OT. Yeah, Fanatic. Uh, Tim has been insane. Yeah, and I'll just say this. Um, for those who are like, oh, KP played awful. Box score says yes. You watch the game; he played very well. Mm-hmm. Played good paint defense. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's being hugged defense. too the whole game. Yeah, he's being hugged the whole game by some of the best defenders in the yeah. league. He's not putting it on the. It would be foolish to ask him to put it on the floor. Hey, we saw that in game the first one. Quarter. True. When he got that yamma. Yamma. Yon. But trying to take Kawhi, Paul George, Batum, Rondo, any of those guys up the dribble, he's, it's going to be Marcus taken from him. He's 7'3", yeah. 91%, 91% of his points are assisted on. Mm-hmm. KP's never been a guy who finds his own shot, just like Dirk. Like Dirk could sometimes find his own shot because Dirk had the fadeaway and was so elite at it, and mm-hmm. I'm, KP is nothing compared to Dirk. Yeah. Um, Dirk so was a back-to-the-basket spot. Yeah type of guy feed the ball to him you work your offense towards him and Mm -hmm. that's how bigs are like you don't i don't see joel and b taking the ball up the court Um, i think Jokic might be the only exception to that rule that's why he's the mvp of this season yep exactly um and he's just Jokic is he's a tall luca exactly yeah he's a tall luca with Not as good ball handling, obviously, because he's seven foot. 
But like he doesn't have the quickness, but he has so much more. Si- he's so strong. <laughs> he hits the craziest shots. <laughs> he's just he's he's insane. He, he look, I don't know. Jokic Dallas, bring it on. Yo, yeah. Oh man, we my dreams. We can dream. <laughs> you know what but, my dream is? Let me just <laughs> Luca Zach Levine Jokic. Oh, we would. Our offensive rating would probably be two hundred and fifty-four, <laughs> and our defensive rating would probably be two hundred and two hundred fifty-one. But moving on, we got Game Six ahead. Mac, any adjustments, little things that stand out to you? You want to see Game Six? I don't think Boban will start. Probably not. I think Dwight Powell should start. I like it. Uh, and I think we see a little bit more of that matchup zone and we'll see some more man. Um and also like the Mavs didn't shoot incredible. You no, know, like they, didn't. they shot thirty eight percent from three and forty one percent from the field, which is good, but compared to From the field was a little worse. Yeah. And I mean the Glibber shot let me see what they shot. 41% from the field and 36% from three. And we won that game. And it was so close there. I'm hoping we come out, we have a little bit more of a hot shooting hand because nobody really shot well um, besides the bigs and mm-hmm. Luca. Um, and none of our guards did. Dodo didn't shoot well. So, yeah, I'm expecting a better shooting night. Dwight Powell gets to start. Um, we just see high energy from the game. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And – now we're looking to put this thing to bed and hopefully get that first win at home in front of the AC. First playoff yeah. series win since 2011, baby. Exactly, dude. And, ah, oh, that'd just be huge. The, especially against this team because no one, no one favored the Mavs to win this series at all. It would just be a huge statement. You know, slap the rest of the league in the face, tell them to wake up. Because if we win this game, I can easily see the Mavs in the Western Conference Finals. And depending on if the Lakers win and lose, because the Lakers were both our picks, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. If the Lakers lose, I could see us winning the West. Yeah. As crazy as, as crazy as some people think it sounds. The it's path would most possible. likely be Utah Phoenix. Yeah. And dude, if we if somehow the Nuggets beat Phoenix, oh please give me the Nuggets. Not saying the Nuggets are the worst, but Jokic Luka matchup that would be it'd insane. be a really fun series to watch, and they don't have a soul on the Nuggets team that can touch Luka. <laughs> Campazzo, <laughs> Austin Rivers, yeah. you've seen the issues he's had. Dang goodness! Oh yeah, he Davis. was literally had his hands in a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, yeah, Dame missed a shot. Imagine having to guard Dame Luka. Or Dame, yeah, Booker. Dame and Luca, Booker, four. <laughs> and then if you went to the finals, you'd have Kyrie and Harden. Hey, or any of the other teams. I'm not. Uh, Joel Embiid out. You know, Goodbye, you, Sixers. You know my Bucks Nets prediction. Or Drew. Drew's a tough guard. Yeah. But anyways, we'll see what the future holds. But eight p.m. Central Time. AAC, if you're in Dallas, get a ticket, go. Atmosphere is electric. What um, day is it? Friday. Friday, June baby. 4th. 
June uh, 8 p.m. ESPN. Clippers are a two and a half point favorite because Vegas and the national media does not show the Mavs any love. Nope. Clippers have been favored every single game, and they're down three to two. So if you're so a betting man, you'd be making some money if you just bet the Mavs money line. It's almost like people should listen to our bets. But we're only up 25 units right now. Come on. We'll make you money. Come on, y'all. Listen up. Wish the Mavs some luck. Hopefully they take game six, take this series, and move on. Watch that game. Mac just told you the details. And go follow us on Twitter. Go join JJ Barea, beloved Maverick. You know, number one follower of All in One Dallas on Twitter. And uh, be looking for the uh, Friday giveaway. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure to stay active on our Twitter. Um, the most one. active people will be a part of the a three follower contest of a ten, ten to twenty dollar giveaway, depending on how generous we feel that week. <laughs> and we'll be we'll be announcing that right before Game Six. So. Get get active, game six. Get on Twitter. Start talking with your Mavs fans. You know, get to know the game. Comment on our post. Talk to us. Um, we'll talk it back. It goes a long way. Yeah, we'll have a conversation with you. That about does it. Uh, I think that about does it, man. Twitter at All in One Dallas, and make sure to follow us on Spotify, Twitter, um, Apple Podcast should be out soon. Also. We will be making a TikTok soon for bets um, that you can check more often if you don't always listen to pods and that's not your form of social media. So we're getting out there on all the social platforms. Definitely. That info will be coming soon. But we will see you guys next year, next time here on All-in-One Dallas Sports.